This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go, it's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We're in Houston, Texas on this Wednesday. Sean Kelly here with you uh, from basically my hotel room as the Pelicans are getting set for a road game tonight at the Toyota Center against the Houston Rockets. And uh, so with that, uh, we do another Wednesday on the road, it seems, with David Wesley. It's a Wesley Wednesday, and the uh, former player and now analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans is our featured guest today. We'll talk Pelicans basketball with Dub here in a city in which he played, Houston, Texas. And uh, we'll preview tonight's basketball game against a struggling Rockets team. Now, the Pelicans are struggling too, as you know, and they lost last night to the Grizzlies uh, to fall now 10 games under 500 at 4 and 14. But uh, we are encouraged a little bit by the return of a couple players from injury. Of course, uh, Tyreek Evans and Norris Cole both made their season debuts last night. Evans looked like uh, <laughs> he looked like Tyreek from last spring. I mean, he kind of just picked up where he left off. And that's awfully encouraging, especially for uh, a guy who saw just a touch of training camp, but for the most part hasn't played in six months. And Norris Cole's a little ways to go, and but he does provide some depth at guard. Um, unfortunately, did not translate into a win last night. And so we'll talk about maybe why that's the case with David Wesley coming up today and, again, where things go from here, uh, including the homestand that's now on the horizon Hey, football-wise, it's the start of a new week, basically, for the New Orleans Saints. They are now in full preparations for the Carolina Panthers. Don't forget to check out NewOrleansSaints.com today and your Saints mobile app for coverage from John DeShazer. He's with the football team back on Airline Drive. And speaking of football, we're going to talk uh, the National Football League from a broad perspective on this Wednesday with Mike Garofolo from FS1 and uh, FoxSports.com. We've got a couple of very interesting storylines to discuss as we turn toward week 13. So very pleased to bring you our podcast today from Houston that has a little NFL and uh, NBA as well with David Wesley. So we'll take our first break. When we come back, a Wesley Wednesday here from the uh, hotel lobby at the Four Seasons in Houston right after this. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. 
Looking for the perfect holiday gift? Well, give the gift of Pelicans basketball with a Pelicans five-game holiday plan. Packages start as low as $49. Pick your favorite five games, including matchups against the Thunder, Rockets, and Clippers. The Pelicans five-game holiday plan makes a great stocking stuffer. So call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to order your Pelicans five-game holiday plan today. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Still to come here on this Wednesday, Mike Garofalo from FoxSports.com. We'll take a, a long view, if you will, at the uh, NFL. Speaking of long view, from Longview, Texas, nice transition, huh? Wesley Wednesday is really into high gear now as David Wesley uh, joins me in yet another hotel lobby. Um, it seems that every Wesley Wednesday is a road Wednesday these days, my friend. It is, and they've been coming fast. I, I was just telling Jen Hale, um, our sideline reporter, uh, I haven't even unpacked from the last trip. My bag is still in my truck, uh, and this one came really fast. And, and she was saying that she was packing, or no, she was getting ready for the game, and then go, and then thinks, well, when's our next game? She didn't even know we were leaving right after the game last night, so she caught herself end up packing, which could have been really bad. Yeah. Uh, the, the ladies have a, a little more to put together, it seems, than than us guys who can throw uh, a new shirt and tie with whatever suit we've got. Well, you know, the the funny thing about it is how we joke with her about how much she does bring on a road trip, but she does football and and basketball, so. You know, she may be bringing luggage from a football game and and have this big bag, or she has a big bag because she's going to a football game. So you can imagine if she showed up with nothing and then had to figure out what she's doing next. I'm pleased to report that next Wesley Wednesday we will be in New Orleans, which seems strange, but the whole week will be at home next week. This is it. This is the uh, the little blip here, this little road game tonight against the Houston Rockets, then it's back home to start, I think, the next four at home, and Cleveland's on tap on Friday. Um, last night, another loss. You're now 10 games under 500 after falling at 113-104 to Memphis. And I got to admit to you, I'm really divided this morning. Um, part of me is excited because two players came back and made their season debuts last night. And then there are things that I saw last night that continue to really bother me. And so... I don't know where you are on this, but that's why you're here, I guess, on Wesley Wednesday. Help me sort this all out. I'm divided right now about a Pelicans team that is very close now to uh, to getting themselves into some must-win situations. Well, the, the positives, uh, the first quarter, everything seemed to be going right. Uh, they were in a good rhythm, both ends of the floor. They were getting steals, and, and the ball was moving on offense. Bodies were moving. Shots were going in. But and I said this on the post game uh, last night, it's not just going to happen because you had two guys. They still have to get into rhythm. Everybody still has to figure things out. The coaching staff still figuring out rotations, uh, who's in, what, when, why, all those things. So it's still going to take time. And where you're thinking, well, it's already been a month. Well, it's been a month without all your guys. So we're, we're almost starting from day one trying to figure out now, now what? Tonight, will Drew play, won't he play? Another one of those things that change the dynamics of things. That moves from last night's, moves Norris Cole up a slot. It moves Ish back into his slot he was before. 
Um, last night, you notice Ish didn't get the same amount of time, you know, those kind of things. And he was really big over the last six games and Dish and Diamond, Dish of Ish, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's just going to take some time. But defensively, it's a glaring problem. And when you give up 113 to a team that struggles to score 100, that's a problem. When you let that team score 37 and a quarter, that's a problem. And right now, that problem has not been fixed, and bringing two guys back is not necessarily going to fix it. So what's causing the problems? When you look at right now the Pelicans' defense, what jumps out as to why they're not able to stop anybody at this point? Some of it is, is individual pride. That determination, I'm going to get, get some stops. I am focused on um, on – on the right body position, I'm going to fight over screens. You see a lot of guys that they don't really want to play defense, they lay on screens. You see guys that don't want to play defense, they don't come to the weak side and help or, or to the strong side and help from the weak side. Some guys aren't aware. They're not focused, in tune. Um, they don't give that effort. You know, if it's a run back, they're jogging instead of sprinting. Um, and I see that. And the thing about it is you don't see it necessarily. This guy never plays defense. He takes a possession off, score. Then the next guy, he takes a possession off, score. You get that enough, all of a sudden you get these, these you know, these 10-point runs that, that all of a sudden now you're down 10 and you can't come back. So, um, And I specifically in my head without calling anybody out have seen – some bad situations where I'm saying that's just no effort. That's you're not even trying. You're you're too athletic and too good a defensive player not to make those plays. And um, again, until those things get corrected, until they buy in and say, you know what, I'm gonna stop my man first. Until I you know take pride in what I'm doing on this end of the floor, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Back to a positive for a moment. Anthony Davis almost pulled off a tough triple-double last night. <laughs> that was pretty amazing in itself. It was. And, and um, Zach pretty much – Zach Randolph pretty much handed him three blocks. Just here you go. <laughs> so um, it was. And I, and I was hoping that he got it. Uh, you know, he tied a career high last night, which was amazing. Um, you know, stats show that he, he's considerably worse starting games. Is that concentration? Is that getting ready? I've mentioned a couple of times about his bounce isn't quite there. Is it I'm not in shape? I'm, I'm tired? Uh, you know, are these games coming fast, even though they've taken away the four and five nights pretty much uh, for all teams? Um, so I, I don't know what it is, and, and it's a glaring thing. Even, off, even, even free throws where it's just concentration, right. it's, it's like 65 to, to 83 um, which is which is huge. So, uh, first right, first half to second half, 65 to 83 percent free throw shooting. So that's got that's that's something that you know even Anthony, look at yourself in the mirror. What am I doing? How am I approaching games? And, and the Pelicans have been getting off to slow starts. An issue um, defensively. An issue that's concentration. Is it concentration just for the team? Um, something for the coaches to answer. Alvin Gentry last night started Alexia Jensen at center. Brought. Omer Ashik off the bench. Um, we're going to see more of that, you think? I would think so. Um, Omer Ashik is just not giving the Pelicans what what they need. Uh, you know, uh, you talk about somebody who's made two baskets the whole season. 
I don't think he made one last night. No, he didn't make one last night. He didn't take a shot last night. So um, that's his fourth game without even taking a shot. Um, so um, I, I think Agenza gives you some offense. You know, he can spread. You know, he can knock down a 17-foot shot. Um, the thing is, do you get his defensive and rebounding? Do you get? Um, but I think you know the length and the arms of Agenza can can do that. He's not the same kind of defensive player as Ashik, but um, at least he gives you a little bit of both, and and maybe that's better. Let's talk about tonight a little bit, and I don't want to, I don't want you to think that I'm overhyping a game against the Rockets because we both have a broadcast to work on tonight, but. <laughs> If you think the Pelicans are still searching right now, take a look at the Houston Rockets. Team turmoil down the street at Toyota Center. Um, so I guess I am overhyping it in this sense. After losing last night and with Cleveland coming on Friday, I really almost see this as a kind of a hinge game here for the Pelicans. And, and Houston may be looking at it the same way with a 10-game with a under 500 Pelicans team coming into their building tonight. So... <laughs> Which which uh, which team searching uh, will search a little less after tonight? And am I making this out to be more than it really is? No, you know it, it's uh, you know it, it's two 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 animals coming to coming to eat, and they're looking at each other like, oh, you're the meal, you know. So um, you know they're we're both teams are looking at you're the meal now. Which team gets to eat? Who knows? You know uh, the Pelicans. The th one thing that stands out to me and it, it kind of bothers me is. We're making guys better than they are. I mean, a guy averages 15, goes out and gets 38. He has he has his season average in the first over his season average in the first half. He gets a career high. And if you look back, we've given up a few career highs this year to individual players. Most of them have been perimeter players, but we didn't have any answer. We didn't hit anybody in the mouth. And I know it's a different league and it's a different time, but we didn't give any hard fouls. We didn't show a whole lot of attitude. We didn't get mad. We just let Gasol go out and get 38 and 13 with four blocks. That, And, again, every now and then a player is going to get those kind of numbers. But why always against the Pelicans? Now, you got a guy named James Harden on this Houston team that he can give you 50. Yeah, I'm, he might be, you know, he might be struggling, but or this team might be struggling, but he can get you fifty. We foul a lot, we hold a lot. Whoa, James Harden likes that. He he likes to get to the free throw line. So, you know, what player tonight for the Houston Rockets is all of a sudden going to have a career high or, or next to a career high or, or or whatever? So, you know, it's all in the Pelicans. It's got to be some pride and and some fight there that that comes and goes you know some nights they're out there and you can see them that three-game win streak defensively they were active they were running around they were getting tip ball steals the last three not so much you know so if if the the three-game win streak shows up we'll probably get a win if the three-game losing streak probably not fair enough we'll leave it at that yeah. hey one last thing the uh, Kobe Bryant farewell tour is now underway um, and we have a little time before Kobe brings the farewell tour to New Orleans. Enough time to maybe come up with a good gift. You know, I'm sure he's going to get gifts all around the league, right? Mm -hmm. um, any, any ideas at the top of your head here as we begin to search for that, that gift that we're going to give Kobe Bryant on his way uh, out of New Orleans for the last time? 
Any more time, or do you have something snarky already planned? <laughs> you know what? I don't have anything uh, snarky. I'm sure I'm probably not the best to ask. Uh, I'd probably give him a fishing pole. But I, I'm sure I can come up with something a lot better with time. So by next Wesley Wednesday, I'll be, I'll be thinking of what to give Kobe without uh, letting my true feelings known. Yes. Sounds like we have a further discussion coming as that the Lakers visit comes a little closer. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. So we'll come up with a, a meaningful gift so that nobody talks bad about us. And then we'll come up with something that we really want to give them. Is that fair? All right. We've got a little time to do that. Uh, we'll spend a little time with Mike Garofalo from FoxSports.com. Uh, uh, he'll talk NFL with us as we continue on a Wesley Wednesday at the Black and Blue Report. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to unwind with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack presented by Fulton Alley. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers. Plus, Fulton Alley is throwing in a free game of bowling, all for as low as $50. Take flight with the next Guys Night Out on Monday, December 7th against the Boston Celtics. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. New Orleans, get ready for WWE Monday Night Raw, televised live worldwide from Smoothie King Center, Monday night, January 11th, featuring the return of Brock Lesnar. Plus, you'll see John Cena, Roman Reigns, Demon Kane, The Lunatic Fringe, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, The Divas, and many more in action. Don't wait. Great seats are available now at the box office and Ticketmaster. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's been a while since we've kind of taken a, a, a more broad view of the NFL. And to do that, we uh, brought in Mike Garofalo, the uh, NFL insider for Fox Sports 1 and FoxSports.com. He's one of my favorite reads. I check him out every Monday. He's got his six points there, and I think it's a great way to wrap up the week and so we're, we're very glad to have him back on our show today. Mike, good morning, and uh, welcome to Week 13. Yes, it's amazing how quick we got here, huh? I know, I know. I, c- I couldn't believe it. When I got up yesterday, picked up my phone, said December 1st, and I, I felt like we were just in training camp not too long ago. Of course, it's been a long season for the New Orleans Saints and their fans, but there have been so many... Uh, wonderful storylines, good and bad, that this NFL season has brought as much intrigue as, as any that I can remember, Mike? Well, I, I think that it's probably brought a lot of, uh, or as much mediocrity as I can remember um, because there's, there's, hmm. you've, you've, got, you've got your two teams that stand out and then everybody's kind of lumped in together. I mean, uh, you know, even, even in the NFC East, which is this year's NFC South, uh, the way it was last year, uh, with the Cowboys at three and eight right now, 
Um, and if things go the right way and they win on Monday and the Giants lose, they're only a game out of first place after this week uh, at four and eight. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's and, and even the teams that have separated, you look at the Panthers and you look at the Patriots and, and not a lot of teams or excuse me, not a lot of people are really believing that they're the elite teams because Patriots have been so banged up, uh, don't have the secondary that they had last year. They don't have Revis and Browner. Um, and then the, the Panthers, people are still skeptical because, you know, uh, people are still doubting Cam Newton, and he's not putting up great numbers. And, you know, you look at that team and say, where are the wide receivers? And, you know, yada, yada, yada. It, it's, uh, you know, it, it just, it's just spread out. There's as much parity, which is the word that the NFL wants this year, than, than I can remember. And, and maybe that's why I say intriguing. And, of course, we've got all the sidebar issues, Roethlisberger's concussion situation, the officiating with Pat Morelli's crew being moved and, and, and all those things. But, you know, it goes right to the first two things I have on my notepad for you here about Carolina and New England. And, and I guess we love the fact that so many teams are still in the hunt. But here is Carolina coming to New Orleans this weekend as the lone undefeated team. Did you, did you imagine in any way – that that would be the case here as we start December, back when you started looking at these teams in August? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, as to me, that they, they were a team to watch. Um, and like anybody, I was skeptical after they lost Kelvin Benjamin to an ACL during uh, training camp. But uh, I, I don't know that anybody really expected this to happen. And, and it's, you know, it's two things. Well, three things. One, Cam Newton is playing terrific football. Um you know, I understand the talk of MVP, but I don't think you can put him above Brady. I think if, if you know, gun, gun to your head and, and we've got a lie detector test and we'll know if you're lying. I mean, it, it, it'd be nice to say, oh, Cam Newton's the MVP because of what he's doing. But in your heart of hearts, you truly have to believe that Tom Brady is the MVP. Uh, but he's playing good football. Uh, number two, their, their linebackers are probably among the best in the NFL and maybe the best that we've seen in a while now, for that, that core top to bottom, inside and out. Uh, and they're coached really well by Al Holcomb, uh, who's their position coach, and Sean McDermott, who's a defensive coordinator, who should be in the running for a head coaching job. Um, and it's also Josh Norman playing outstanding football. And, you know, before the season, probably a $6 million, $5 million per year guy on an extension. Uh, and now is looking like a $12 million guy. So he probably just doubled his net worth, honestly. Um, so good for him. <laughs> good for the Panthers. Uh, it's going to be an interesting team to watch. Do they trip and fall before the playoffs, or are they a team that is um, is able to kind of slide in there, not slide in, but cruise in, I should say, and then only to be met by a better team come postseason time? Um, I, you, you're asking if they're going undefeated, basically? Well, in a sense, yeah. Does somebody trip yeah, them up before uh, they get to the postseason? I, I mean, I think they lose the game, but if you're asking if they're going to if they're going to completely stumble to the finish, I don't see that. I mean, I think at this point they're going to win 13, 14 games. Uh, I think that's 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 pretty obvious. I can see them going. They've got they've got road games coming up. They've got two games against Atlanta. You figure they're going to lose one of those. Uh, I, I would think that one of those is going to be a loss. Um, you know, the, uh, this week's game is is very intriguing because it's a tough place to play. We know that. Um, so if they can go, if they go three and two, they come out 14, 14 and two. Uh, I can see them as a as a legitimate, uh, you know, taking the momentum into the postseason. I, I don't see any way that they go. Let's say one and four here. Uh, I think that that would surprise me. I I just don't see how they go undefeated. And and to be honest, 
one, especially if they wrap things up, only one loss would surprise me too. I think they go three and two in Texas. Interesting. Uh, Mike, who's the NFC team that we're not talking enough about of, um, with regard to challenging perhaps Carolina come postseason time? Um, I would probably say that we're probably not talking enough about the, uh, about the Bears, but I just don't know that they've got it in them to make the playoffs. I think that they're, uh, you know, Jay Cutler's playing smart football, and they're probably a better team uh, top to bottom as long as they can stay healthy and not suffer any more injuries. But they, they still have a long way to climb here. Uh, that, 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 that to me is my team that's kind of lurking out there that nobody's really paying attention to. Uh, but if you're talking about the division leaders, um, you know, I, I think people are talking about Arizona. I, I think Minnesota's still dangerous um, just because they can run the ball, and I could see Adrian Peterson just chewing up ground in a postseason game and controlling a game. And, you know, you, you see those games in the postseason where it looks like a guy can – uh, kind of run for 150 yards and, and just throw the other team completely off of the rhythm because they're able to control the game that way. So um, I think that's a team that you probably don't want to play in the postseason for sure. Yeah. I think good points there. Mike Carafolo with us from Fox Sports. On, you know, on the AFC side, and you, and you touched on this briefly, you know, here's New England as the lead dog, but banged up for sure and finally takes their first loss this past weekend. Um, not necessarily in the Patriots circle what makes them vulnerable, but are there other teams now kind of circling them that make New England maybe more vulnerable at the top of the AFC? Uh, are, are there other teams in the AFC that can truly legitimately challenge? I, you know, I, I, yeah. I kind of look past Cincinnati and Denver. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be a doubter in both of those cases. Um, Endeavor may make me pay for it because we haven't seen enough from Brock Osweiler. Osweiler to really know if he can be that guy that can dominate in the postseason. Uh, but the teams that I'm watching are Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. And the reason I say Indianapolis is, and I wrote this off of their win in Atlanta, um, one of Chuck Pagano's go-to words is grit. He keeps talking grit, grit, grit. And this team has been anything but gritty the last couple of years. They've been a team that can put 50 on the board, uh, when it's time to have that, when it's time to have that gritty performance in the postseason, they get flat out embarrassed. I believe their three postseason losses were by a combined 74 points over the last three years. Uh, they are not gritty, wow. but this team this year is looking a little gritty. Um, and, and it sounds weird to say it, but I kind of have more confidence in this year's team to make a run than the previous year's teams because they're, they they play tougher. Um, they were down 21. To seven against Atlanta, and they fought their way back. And part of that was, you know, Matt Ryan throwing an interception for a pick six there uh, to DeQuell Jackson. But Jackson, give him, give him credit for making a heck of a play and getting into his drop after he bit on the play-action fake. And I just think that there's a toughness developing with this team right now um, that can translate into the postseason, and I've seen it before. I covered both Giants Super Bowl teams, and those teams – you know, wouldn't put up a whole lot of points, and they certainly rushed the passer well. And X's and O's standpoint, they did a lot of good things, but it was that toughness, it was that grit, it was that you know, callous over uh, toughness from having to fight back from certain situations. So anytime I see that from a team, I go, you know what? From the outside, from a fantasy football perspective, everybody looks at them and say, yeah, they're not that good. Uh, but from a real football yeah. perspective, it's that toughness. That can be the X factor in the postseason, and maybe why you don't want to see those guys. 
You know, another team that you wrote about on this past Monday that's kind of faced adversity and has pulled through, at least at the moment, are the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs. Um, yeah. Do they have, Can they finish this off and make the playoffs? Oh, I think they they're absolutely can make the playoffs. Um, you know, are they a dangerous team in the postseason? Eh, maybe. I, I, I still don't see Alex Smith mm-hmm. as the kind of guy who can uh, uh, light you up in the postseason and, and, and make you – uh, make you have to defend him. Um, and I know I just said the running game is uh, a big part of it in the postseason, but if you're not worried about a guy beating you deep, you can defend the run in different ways. And I still don't think Alex Smith is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Uh, I just don't believe it. And so until I see that, I've got to look at the team and say, hey, nice little story, fought their way back, made the playoffs. Uh, don't see them as a legitimate threat in January. That's fair. That's fair. Mike Garofalo with us from Fox Sports. Mike, before I let you go, let me ask you about two possible off-season storylines coming up. They're both off the field, but I do want to ask you this. Number one, is there a football, an NFL football team in Los Angeles next year? And two, are we heading for some kind of a major overhaul or sea change with regard to the NFL game officials? Uh, you know, I, I, I still think we're going to have an L.A. team, but I'm, I'm certainly the longer this vote gets pushed back and the more they start talking about, well, there may be a vote in March, uh, the less confident I become in that. I mean, it seemed like a sure thing at one point. I don't, I don't think it's a sure thing uh, by any stretch right now. Um, but I, I would think that there would still be a team next year. That they're still making uh, the push for that, especially after they've spent so much time in, in, in public uh, discourse on it. Uh, and as far as the officials go, uh, I, I think you could see some, you know, some kind of tinkering with the system uh, a, a little bit. I, 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 it's just been a bad year for officiating. I, I, I don't know what more to say. I, I don't know. You know, people are talking about, oh, were the replacement refs. Replacement refs had no control over the game. There's a big difference between, you know, guys making poor decisions and guys having no control over the game. Replacement refs had no control. So from a standpoint of still having a, a – control over the game. I still believe that these officials do a fine job, and it's a tough sport uh, to officiate, especially with how fast it goes. And and making matters worse is the replays are getting slower, and we're able to see more, and the camera angles are getting better, and uh, all these things are making it a lot easier for the home viewer to say, boy, these guys are a bunch of buffoons. Uh, but I do think that they, the NFL needs to be careful about undermining the credibility of their refs. The more you punish these guys, the more you're giving uh, people the ammo to say these guys are terrible and make the players and coaches think that too as well wow okay all right most important games for you to watch this weekend what's uh, what's at the top of the list uh well i'll be covering giants jets which is not a uh division or conference rivalry but it is a local rivalry so that'll be one that i'll be uh paying close attention to and then the other one is can, you know can the cowboys like i mentioned before can they fall their way back in if 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 the Jets beat the Giants, uh, and I'll be covering this game on Monday as well, if the Jets beat the Giants, all of a sudden the Cowboys take the field going, geez, we could win this game and be one game out, even with Matt Castle as our quarterback. Uh, it'll certainly make that game more interesting and uh, maybe result in a better effort from the Cowboys. Wow. Okay. Yep, it all makes sense. And uh, <laughs> definitely up for grabs. Mike, I know you're a very busy man. I very much appreciate not only your time but your work too. And we'll look for more of you on, of course, uh, Fox Sports 1 and FoxSports.com. Have a great weekend, Mike. You got it. All right. Mike Garofalo with us on the Black and Blue Report.
take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Well, after tonight's game here in Houston, Texas, the Pelicans return to New Orleans and begin a, begin a big homestand on Friday night. And a Friday night's a big, big game. It's the lone visit of the year from LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And uh, I want to note the start time, 8.30 on Friday night. I know that's late, uh, but it has national television coverage. So we will tip off at 8.30. Keep that in mind as you make your plans for Friday. If you have not yet um, purchased a ticket, or if you're now deciding, hey, I want to go see this game on uh, Friday night, you might want to hurry. There are still a few tickets remaining, but you probably want to take care of that today uh, at pelicans.com or just pick up the phone and call 504-525-HOOP. Um, certainly we're going to have a sold-out building uh, for such a big game on Friday night, but I, I want you to take advantage of uh, the loan visit by LeBron, so keep that in mind. Also, thanks to Smoothie King, they're going to hand out 8,000 uh, selfie sticks on Friday night for the game. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, plenty of fun before the game as well with the pregame block party. And then again, tip off at 8.30 on Friday night. Tomorrow night we'll talk Pelicans basketball. The Alvin Gentry Show is yours at 7 Central tomorrow night on 99.5 WRNO-FM in New Orleans. Otherwise, we'll see you on the Black and Blue Report podcast. The voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, with us tomorrow. And we'll recap what we hope is a win against the Houston Rockets tonight. Thanks again to Mike Garofolo from FoxSports.com and, of course, David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday. I'm Sean Kelly. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and we'll see you next time here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.